Hello and welcome once again to We've Got No Idea What We're Going to Say with Ben Simmons and Nick Murphy. This is new and exciting and I'm a tiny bit scared. <laughs> I kind of feel the same and yet the listeners will have absolutely no idea what we're talking about. I, one of the things about doing our podcast that I love so much is how close we are physically together in the booth when we're recording and yeah, how obviously. we sort of have to squeeze together. Obviously, in these times of social distancing, it's difficult to squeeze together in a booth safely, isn't it? So, wouldn't it be good if there was a way of doing a podcast without squeezing together? Don't be ridiculous. Those things don't exist. (laughs) We've used what can only be described as modern technology to create a podcast with reasonable audio, and we're not even in the same building for the first time. This is crazy. We've often talked about the different studios that we record from. We've recorded on location. We've never done a recording from two separate locations at the same time. It's a whole world of craziness that's opened up new possibilities for our podcast. It's only taken us to catch up with technology that every other person on the planet knows how to use to finally figure out how to do it so that's that's worked well for us i think yeah i think we were we started recording podcasts ahead of our time we caught up with technology behind our time (laughs) we started recording podcasts the very early days of recording them and didn't change the way we recorded them until now we've been (laughs) recording them for at least what 10 years or something yeah yeah 10 years it's weird how everybody has a podcast and we've had one for 10 years yeah but and lots of people have podcasts that loads of people listen to oh <laughs> we, don't, we don't have one of those we don't no have. i like to think ours has its own little niche in a very small corner of my back cupboard <laughs> what's <laughs> upsetting though is there are people in your back cupboard who don't listen to it as well so <laughs> yeah they're like oh that's on again bloody hell i'm switching it off yeah. So obviously yep. you've alluded to the reason why we're doing it this way, not just because the technolo- technology exists, but also because of the current social distancing guidelines. Yes, I think it's fair to say our last podcast bumper edition with lots of lovely women talking to us on it was uh, recorded about a month before what's now become known as lockdown. And um, That's right. So we did it before. Did we use uh zoom then i can't even remember no no we just got them to phone up and we were huddled around a microphone and (laughs) we used phone technology to pick up their voices (laughs) we really are rubbish with technology for two people who know quite a lot about technology we know nothing about technology excellent (laughs) so yeah (laughs) now people can just speak all together and that makes life quite a bit easier for podcast recorders you've got to assume yeah so we're under lockdown there's all the covid crisis lockdown slightly eased a bit now but you've got to assume that this is going to be the way that most people podcast from for the foreseeable future really yeah definitely and um it's kind of weird that we can now and it kind of really does mean there is no excuse for it going a really long time without doing one we don't even need to be together anymore so the podcast that even when we lived together in the same house we failed to do on time weirdly now now we don't live in the same building we don't we have less of an excuse not to do it on time yeah uh, well i think it's gonna it's gonna 
rejuvenate us podcast wise this new technology they're going to happen every bloody day now <laughs> maybe several times a day <laughs> just talking well, to each other let's deal with the tiny elephant in the corner of the room behind my back cupboard uh right. it's been you've got a, 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 sorry your back cupboard has space behind it your back cupboard's I'm, not up against the wall or something no it's only big enough for a tiny elephant it's a microscopic <laughs> elephant <laughs> uh, <laughs> go on get on with your bus. <laughs> well what i was going to say is we did the last one before lockdown it's now the third month of lockdown oh, yeah what day yeah. is it uh it's the June. date is Monday the 22nd of June when we're recording this. Yes, so lockdown was on the 23rd of March. Bloody so heck. it's been virtually three months. So I um, haven't seen you for, well, I haven't seen you in person for at least that long, have I? Which is yeah. probably the first time ever since I've known you that I haven't seen you for over three months. That's true. If we hadn't had video calls, it would have been a dark and desolate time. <laughs> Thank goodness that the internet didn't get affected by the by the COVID nineteen virus. Can you imagine? I mean, people were talking about the last time there was a pandemic like this that affected people in Britain was nineteen seventeen or something around the Spanish not long flu after. Yeah. yeah, Spanish flu and the first world war was going on. It's like people had to stay in their homes. They didn't have the internet then. They didn't have TVs. They didn't have it. They had radios probably, and it's like that. What can you imagine this lockdown without the internet? Podcasting would have been so much tr trickier, wouldn't it? In World War I, I think it would have just been called shouting back then. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd be like, I can't be heard that well because of the bombs, except it was World War One, so there wasn't any bombs. What am I talking about? I mean, there was lots <laughs> of bombs if you were in, but if you were in recording um, podcasts in the trenches then you've got other issues to worry about than the noise, really, I think. Weirdly, the bloke who was just shouting in World War One had the same number of listeners as us. <laughs> Brilliant. Upsettingly, he's got a couple of episodes where he got more listeners. <laughs> yeah, but that was like the excitement of finding out the end of the war. It was bound to attract a lot of listeners, you know. <laughs> but the good news is this should mean guests are going to be easier to come by as well. So Let's it's all quite so. exciting. Yeah, I'm excited by that. Do you know any reason why the First World War was called the Great War? What was um, good about it? It was just, just a really good one, wasn't it? It was sort of, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember there's a bit in QI where they talk about when was the Second World War. No, when was the First World War named the First World War? Because right. obviously, they did, yeah, they called it the Great War. And then... Oh, I see, yeah. You know, so they obviously had to decide. And I can't remember what it actually said. I think they just sort of kept making jokes because David Mitchell kept getting angry with um, all the things he was getting wrong. So I'm not sure they ever <laughs> cleared up when the First World War was ever actually called the First World War. Yeah. Surely not until there was a Second World War and then they would have gone, oh, that one back then must have been the first one. Surely. <laughs> Well, like, yeah, you'd think so, but then I seem to remember David Mitchell saying that and the alarm kept going off, so who knows? I'm glad I brought up something where I don't really know the result of it. So. I'm kind of interested in stuff like that. Like, if you're a country involved in a war, like, for yeah. instance, World War II, Germany invaded Poland and then it made other countries annoyed and want to get involved and fight back. It's like, did all the countries that start it kind of think, 
oh, other countries are getting it. We can call this a world war now. It's not just sort of a regional war. This is everybody. This is world war. Also, it's a little bit sort of presumptuous. I mean, apart from anything else, you know, people like the Americans didn't join till much later. And I bet yeah. there are places like Honduras and stuff that probably didn't give a shit. Although, now, <laughs> I've probably said something. I'm trying to think where that is. I'm probably being unbelievably ignorant and it was probably one of the main places that got bombed with them. but <laughs> what I'm saying is so there were probably lots of places during World War One that didn't care that there was a war because they weren't really involved in it so yeah it's probably like, it's like a spinning making it sound better than it was like calling it the Great War like they really should have called it the okay war or something yeah, World War Two could have been called the Pretty Reasonable War, and the Gulf War could have been called the Shit War. <laughs> I remember, what was, was it the Gulf War, or was it something after that? There was a war, I'm sure it was Iraq, it, or whatever became known as the Iraq War, or whatever later, with the WMDs and all that, where they had battlefields, and they had sort of journalists just sort of walking around and going, yeah, this is this, we have to be this far back away from the fighting and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. it's not a proper war if all the journalists are there actually sort of broadcasting like a few hundred <laughs> yards behind what's supposed to be the front line. And it's like, they're all right to do that. It's like, it can't, that's not right. What? Are we I love that you're sort of slightly upset with their definition of a war. <laughs> I've always wondered, like, what's the definite? Because, like, do they call, like, the Vietnam, they call it a war. But, like, Falklands is quite often referred to as the Falklands conflict. Yeah. Not yeah. classed as a war. When does it escalate enough to stop being a conflict and be a war? Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. And then that was more governmental trying to sort of dumb it down a bit. The sort of problems in northern ireland being known as the troubles wasn't it it's like yeah. that was kind of a war really you've just called it trouble. yeah, yeah th that's sort of downplaying it so one thing you called the great war the other we've got some <laughs> troubles world you know, trouble how to do a zoom podcast was a bit of a trouble you know people <laughs> dying on different streets with machine guns less of trouble i would say but yeah, <laughs> yeah. i do but remember equally... i've told the story before in the falklands conflict falklands war they um i dated a girl at university from the falklands and she was saying like yeah. there was obviously a sort of argentinian part of the island and a british part of the island she was but unfortunately she happened to be one of the few British families that lived in the Argentinian side. So she's like, so we did kind of get bombed quite a bit. Like they got quite shelled quite badly because they were sort of on a hill on the wrong side of the island. So they didn't Right, have it. yeah. I did a cruise with my dad about six years ago that went to South America and we went to Chile and Argentina and stuff and we went to the Falklands for a day. Uh, and I remember it sort of caused a mild international incident with a port in Argentina. A port in Argentina then wouldn't let the cruise ship dock because it had also been to the Falklands. It was like, it's still tensions going on about it and stuff. That's but, mental. Yeah. I know I think, uh, this girl, when she used to go home from university, sometimes, because there's no sort of direct flights, she'd have to get a sort of lift as a passenger in an RAF thing. So wow. she used to have like a suitcase of shoes. She always had loads of shoes.
that she'd just have to sort of put it in a thing with loads of RAF people in because they were the only people going to the Falkland Islands. I was like, that's weird. I'm just going to yeah. drive up the M1. You've got to fly in an RAF like helicopter thing. <laughs> yeah, that can't be as comfortable. I bet you don't get sort of a regular meals on the flight the same and, you know, well, as much leg. You probably you probably do get meals, but the the films are probably limited to war films, obviously. <laughs> yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Oh, saving Private Ryan again. <laughs> <laughs> what are they? When you just said war films, I was like, oh, I'm going to list a load of war films, and then I thought of Saving Private Ryan, and then all I can think of now is Platoon, Apocalypse Now. They're Vietnam. Uh, Eagles films, Dare. Oh uh, uh, yeah, the thin red line. That was one recently, wasn't it? Oh well, 1917 is the pretty new one that's really good. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say 1917 is not recent at all. That's that's like a hundred and three <laughs> years ago. Um, what? Yeah, I don't know any war films. That's quite upsetting, isn't it? The great. You just escape. said a hundred, a hundred and three years ago, and that reminded me. Vera Lynn recently died before we filmed, uh, recorded this podcast, and she was a hundred. She didn't really have died after we recorded this podcast. <laughs> but go on. But she was a hundred and three. It's like, oh my god, she was born in nineteen seventeen. That's ridiculous. Your dad, your dad knew her, didn't he? He met her. Yeah, I think he'd done a show on the same bill as her or something. Yeah, Buckingham Palace. What's well, so, weird uh, is that your dad is also 103, so that's quite amazing. Yeah, I know. And uh, he was also in the First World War, which is mad. None of those are was true. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was weird how this started talking about technology and it's ended up talking about war. Well, you know, the next World War will all be about technology, won't it, Ray? Hey, hey. Yeah, there'll be... To be fair, if there was conscription now, if there was a world war and they're like everyone of the adult age has to go and fight, I'd be rubbish in a war. If I was in <laughs> infantry, I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to get killed pretty soon. This is terrible. The sad fact is we're probably getting to the point where we're a bit old to be conscripted. <laughs> so, that's, which is a quite a sobering thought. I don't want to be conscripted, but like <laughs> at, least, at least I want to be asked. <laughs> I love that the chance to die for your country sorry you're too old oh they didn't even ask me and I, I really can't imagine any situation where I sort of you could you could argue that I'm being unpatriotic but I can't imagine any situation where I would want to potentially die for my country I'm like there's a lot of people in this country I don't like I don't want to fight for them <laughs> yeah it's a good point but then there are going to be a lot of people that say People that fought in the wars didn't have a choice. You're being ignorant or whatever. But, you know, I see the comedy in what you've said. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> comedy war things are better, aren't they? Dad's Army. That's all right, isn't it? <laughs> the Dad's Army remake wasn't very comedy, though. It was meant to be. It just wasn't very comedy. I never saw that. It was universally panned, wasn't it? It was fairly disappointing, yeah. Right, right. Okay. Saw it and was quite disappointed by it. And uh, what did I see recently? There's a Steve Coogan film I watched recently, which I was kind of like, if you look at the cast list and the writers and everything, you're like, oh, this is going to be brilliant. And then I watched it and was like, yeah. Have you watched Avenue 5? 
Uh, oh no, is that the thing with Hugh Laurie in it? That's yeah. Armando so Iannucci. Yeah. It's Hugh Laurie written by Armando Iannucci. It's got quite a lot of famous actors in. It's clearly yeah. huge budget. It's filmed in yeah. England. And I, I watched it with a friend. We watched about four episodes and we just kind of turned to each other after watching four episodes and went, this really isn't funny at all. Like, <laughs> oh, no. And then I watched, and I kind of was like, maybe it gets good. And I looked at some of the reviews on IMDb and they were like, nine out of ten, ten out of ten. This is brilliant comedy. And then I watched it all the way through. There's nine episodes. So I watched every single one and just went, that was rubbish. Like, I think <laughs> Hugh Laurie is brilliant, obviously. But it was just, and like Armando Iannucci, obviously, is sort of a bit of a comedy genius. But it just wasn't yeah. funny. I was like, I don't, I don't, I'm not laughing at anything. There's just weird things happening. It's so disappointing when you get excited or you get interested in some kind of comedy series and then you watch it and it just is a big letdown for you. It's such a weird feeling, isn't it? I don't really understand it. It sort of had all the elements there. It was like someone came up with a good idea, but it just sort of muffed it completely. <laughs> I have to say, I think he was on Graham Norton or something, Hugh Laurie, talking about it when it was about to be released. And I don't know if it was one of those where they released all the episodes or made it yeah, weekly they, or whatever. I think they might have done, because I think it was on like Netflix or something like that. So yeah, that, yeah, yeah. But... Um, yeah, and I remember thinking, that is the kind of thing that really appeals to me. I'm sure I would love that. Now what you've told me, I don't think I will love it. Well, I kind of want you to watch it to see whether you think I'm being unreasonable, but it was just interesting. And the thing was, like, the person I was watching it with, her brother was sort of vaguely involved in the writing, and he also appears in the last three episodes as well, in a very sort of small part. So we right. kind of felt like we should watch it, but we gave up before he even appeared, which sounds a bit <laughs> harsh. But also, and I know this as well, but I mean, I think he did mention it on, I think he mentioned it on Stephen Colbert or something, Hugh Laurie, that the set caught fire just after they'd finished. So it's set on a starship. And yeah. it's all at Pinewood, I think. And the starship set burnt down. So they're <laughs> all a bit like, is it going to happen, Series 2? Because the the virus, and we've just had a bit like the entire set. <laughs> so, oh my God. Controversial for them. Yeah, that's, it's like bad enough that you can't really get together for filming. It's like, and if we want to, we've got to spend a lot of money to rebuild everything. <laughs> Unlucky. But you can see they clearly had loads of money spent on it and stuff. So, so unfortunately that doesn't guarantee laughs. Definitely doesn't. Money can buy you lots of things. It can't buy you a sense of humour. <laughs> if you're rich, who cares? You know. Yeah, because you've got a lot of money. You can be a miserable bastard, can't you? Exactly. Yeah, Who's going to complain? I've got loads of money. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to say this new method of doing the podcast has ended up being relatively successful. I've found it okay. Yeah, works works quite well, I think. And... Uh... Although I do miss the touching. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, now we have to get we have to get together just to touch, which sounds weird, <laughs> but um, you know, just to reassure the listeners, it's not. <laughs> we are going to get together and touch, and it won't be weird. <laughs> and I think, having said that, I'm not quite sure the exact amount of time, but I think it's over to Nick Murphy to sum up his feelings. Really. Well, yeah, it would be. Uh... 
<laughs> it would be lovely to do some touching. I'd be touched <laughs> to have that opportunity. Um, but yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. And I do think this is the way forward. We've caught up with the rest of the world, although they've probably all gone to uh, anti-gravity matter podcasts now. But, but uh, just to say thank you very much to Ben Simmons. Thank you very much to Zoom for providing our platform. Uh, thank you very much to you to all listening and goodbye.